Let's talk sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. It was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Kia and good and oven from RTL Today Radio, Studio 4 in Kirchberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. It's show number 87. It's the 9th of April. You're with myself, Nathan Snade, my partner over here, Scott Brown, who's been out and about this week, mucking and rolling in it, haven't you? Too- Having a few beers, you know. Gee whiz, enjoy, enjoying life. But being being on the side of different pitches this weekend, it's uh, a little bit unlike you, mate. No, I know. Normally I'm the one heckling or uh, arguing with the referees and such like that. Yeah. Very, uh, very uh, privileged, I guess. We're I joined guess you- by uh, none other than Anthony Perez from Let's Fish News. And I'm also joined this evening from uh, by uh, Philip Boych. I've said that right, Philip? Yeah, that's correct. Perfect. There you go. Wow. See? Easy, isn't it? Um, who plays for uh, FD- F91. Do launch the We're obviously going to hear about what's been going on down there. And obviously we're going to look forward to their, well, match of the season isn't it this weekend against uh, Hesperange um, as always you can get in touch uh, uh, with us if you want to uh, ask any of our guests anything 6215252000 I can obviously see it all in front of me and if it's appropriate I'll ask them if it's not I won't um, I guess uh, we'll, we'll start well, things off so Philip just give us 30 seconds about yourself where where, where are you from and uh, how have you ended up in Luxembourg uh, hi, uh, hi, uh, hi to all your listeners and uh, I just want to say a happy Easter to everybody that there we I go know. I wasn't going to say that to anybody good man for saying that but yeah <laughs> celebrating yeah Philip Boyd from uh, Zagreb Croatia uh, six year in Luxembourg already and uh, player for F uh, 4 Doudelange <sighs> super there you super. go goal scorer on the weekend as well I believe uh, yeah sixth uh, sixth of the season which I'm uh, very proud because I don't score a lot of goals. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, but worth the wait. I, you know, I was there. It was yeah. worth the wait. It's good start to the game. You know, top bins as they like uh, to call it. Uh, the most important is the wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most I mean, uh, away, but I would, I would have started. Well, yeah. My name's Philip, and I got a goal yesterday. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Anthony will give us the roundup of the BGL league. I mean, I was down there, Nathan. We always talk about that community sport feel. Fantastic place to uh, to go and watch it. You'd love it. You know, you've got the bar at one end. You've got the two stands. You had those twenty fans from Mondorf. They were making a rack the whole game I reckon they were being paid you know uh, fair play to them I mean you sort of killed it off quite early and then to be honest the, the game was a bit yeah it was the second half was just never really got going um, their keeper to be fair made a couple of really good saves um, and then your man Nick won at the end 4-0 so yeah fairly routine I guess it's one of those games where you know, it, the game's never over, of course, it not at 3-0, but, you know, as, as I said, in the back of your mind, you're just hoping, right, 
let's just all get through this. We don't need anything stupid here and hopefully we can yeah, move forward. Let's just finish the job and, and that's it. Did you, you got the first goal, did you? Yeah. Oh, there we go. What a, what a start. There you go. Okay. Get me off. Get me off. Get me off, coach. Get me off. <laughs> right, anyway, Anthony, what have you got for us this week in the BGL League? Let's go. But before you talk about the weekend, last Wednesday was the game between Kersing and Zella and Edelbrick sends a little signal to their concurrence in the fight against relegation after defeating Kersing 3-0 and celebrate... 3-0? Their f- 3-0, actually. And celebrate their first win of the year. Federic Kieri scored a brace before Kaliza put an end to the show in stoppage time. Now, let's move on to the weekend games. We have Kersing against Tiferdorsch. Again, Kersing, did they manage to win this weekend against Tiferdorsch? Absolutely not, because they got crushed 8-0 at home. And the player of the game was Laurent Pomponi, who scored three times. After this loss, Kersing are still waiting for their first win in 2023 and and have only two points in nine games out of worst team of the second part of the season. When we talk about Bijal League, we have derbies. And this weekend, we had Vils against Ettelbrick, the North Derby, and FC Vils wins it. King in the North, huh? Game of Thrones reference, you love it, huh? I see you laughing there, Philip, huh? That's where it's all filmed, isn't it? Uh, sorry, Anthony. As I said, Vils are the king of the north after winning against Ettelbrick Twin Lil in a heated game because each team got a red card. Kaliza for Ettelbrick and Vils. As we all love in the derby, some bagas. And in the end, it did deserve win for the Vils team, who actually have a very good second part of the season because they celebrated their fifth win this year already in so nine games. They'll be at mid-table? They're on yeah. mid-table, actually. Yeah. They ha- they're going to have nothing to do with the relegation this year. Un- unlike some hosts, but I'm, going to, I'm coming Come to this later. Show a little bit of faith, please, Anthony. <laughs> show some faith, buddy. Talking now about our two main protagonists, Hasbronch had a difficult game against Monorish but still managed to win in the end 2-1. Dominic Stolz scored the winning goal. And their besties from Dudelange also managed to grab their three needed points as they defeated Mondo 4-0 without any problem. Who scored? Tell us who scored. I think the first goal was from <laughs> Philip. Boych? Is it Boych? Is it right? Boych? Go, right. Oi. Right. Mate, Philip, we need to wipe that grin off your face. I'm going to start thinking of some awkward questions to ask you here and stuff. Uh, sorry, Anthony, on you go. And if you want to know the other goal scorers, we had Samir Haji, João Manu from the spot, and Bruno Freire Fernandes. Ooh, Fernandes, how the Portuguese players say. In, uh, in, uh, in, in uh, Fergie time, actually. Fergie time, yeah. The fourth goal was, yeah. Very good. Let's talk now about the most consistent team of the season, Fola Esch. Now I take the irony off. Because after their 3-0 win against Kerjing last weekend, they had to take the loss again. This time it was against Rospo as the game ended 2-0 for the home team. Nidakon celebrated a 2-1 win against Strassen, while Petange saved the point against Jeunesse Esch after Tequila scored from the spot in Fergie time to make it 2-2. Same happened in Hostad as the green team got a penalty in the last minutes of the game against Racing and Content Silly in his 100th appearance in the Bijel League scored it to make it 1-1. That's a massive result. I mean, Racing are R- in the top, what? They, they must be fifth or sixth behind Petange? S- uh, let me check. They are fifths. Uh, with yeah, twelve points behind Pitosh. So, so here you are knocking knocking my boys in green hostert, and we've just gone one, and we've just oh, with 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 you like that. We've just gone one one with the, with <laughs> you, Russing. Right? Yeah, okay, you've got one one against Russing, but you get you have to win to stay in the league. Yeah. In the end, if you get relegated, you're not gonna say, ah, but we played one one <laughs> against Russing. Yeah. You know that's the big achievement. Now you just want to stay in the just, league. Just just to jump yeah, over to you, uh, Philip. What is your 
you know, I mean, yeah, one of the great things about obviously the BGL league is the lack of traveling. You know, it's, all the matches are fairly close, so yeah. it's not too bad. Where would be obviously apart from playing at home? Where would be your favorite place to play? Um, away favorite, from home favorite place to play I would uh, choose some of the teams that uh, have a really good pitch uh, which is also Hesperance for example yeah. Fola yeah. has a really nice one but uh, Hostert, Hostert. <laughs> not bad not bad not a, I always say it's a nice setup because it's all in all yeah, the trees and stuff yeah, like that it's nice ambiance ambi- yeah, ambi- yeah, ambi- there you go a bit of French in there <laughs> as well huh? no, 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 no. you have to practice <laughs> yeah. every day you have to practice every day we'll have the Frenchies over <laughs> wanting to interview in a but, second uh, regarding sorry regarding the results uh, I don't know I won uh, almost everywhere I lost almost everywhere so it's the nature of the beast yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah so, the pitch, uh, the pitch. Uh, there are two or three that are really, really nice. Really yeah. nice. Good, good to hear. Got plenty of good facilities in Luxembourg. Anthony, have you got a couple other results? Sorry, yeah. just to wrap things up. Before I continue with the women international games, I have some little story because talking about Talheim, what's, what has been a while since I last talked about them. I'm still waiting on my shirt from them, actually. But, but maybe I could organise something. Why? Because they won this weekend against Grievous 3-1. And the third goal has been scored by Mika Aquilino in the 96th minute. Why I'm saying this? Because now he's playing for Let's Fuss News FC as our new goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. As a goalkeeper? Yeah, but he played in the field during the, that game. And I had to mention him because, yeah, welcome Mika to FC Let's Fuss News. But it's funny to mention that we have now, after all these discussions, Dalheim player in our So we've got team. no excuse. No excuse to no get excuse anymore. Sure. Okay, ne- ne- next, next time we have to invite him in the show and then he, he's, he's bringing the shirt. He's welcome him. on if he brings a shirt, isn't he, Nathan? <laughs> you know, if he brings us on. Uh, yeah, what are you saying about the women's international? Yes! It looked like a, one of them was a 10-goal thriller, wasn't it? Oh, I, mean, I, I need to talk about it because the Luxembourgish national team of the women's played uh, through the week two friendly games against the Faroe, Faroe Island. And last Wednesday, it was... I was so crazy because I, I actually was there and the game ended 5-5 and no, dear listeners, it's not FIFA 23, it's real life. Uh, and 20 minutes before the end, they were still 5-2 behind. So they had a three-goal lead, Faroe Island. And I got to admit that in the first half, the defense of Luxembourg was horrible. A lot of individual mistakes, a lot of insecurities on the ball. Then the, the coach made some changes during half time, maybe some tactical speeches, and a lot of things went better. They still considered two goals in second half, but then they put a crazy comeback. At first, Marta Estevez made it 5 3 after a kind of shot, a lucky shot because she scored from distance. She shot, and then the ball, before it went to the goalkeeper, it made a rebound over the keeper because of the bad condition of the pitch. Of the pitch, huh? Been back there, that, that's like playing schoolboy football back in the day. Just hoof it. The little bubble. Hoof it long. I remember playing on a pitch with a goalkeeper hoofed it out and obviously, you know, they can kick it a bit further and the ball has just gone and just stuck oh, in the ground. Stuck in the mud. Yeah, because there's a big bog in the middle of the pitch. Uh, we're not used to pitches you're used to, uh, Philip, you know. Uh, I've, so, been, I've been through this. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been there. Sorry, I'm young. Yeah. <laughs> and two minutes later, Emmy Thompson made it 5-4 by scoring from 40, 35 metres. Crazy goal. Of course she did. It's Thompson. And in the 89th minute, it's Thompson again who made it 5-5 and scored her third goal of the game. And that's how it ended, 5-5. And yesterday in Hosingen, they faced each other again. And this time, the supporter had to see less goals, but had more to celebrate, as Luxembourg took the W 2-1, thanks to a late goal from Laura Miller in the last minutes of the game. And before I have to leave here early for this time, let's go to the standings, not Klasmo, I'm sorry, yeah. of the Bejelig. At first, we still have Hasbranche with 
63 points, Dillonge with 60, Niederkons with 54 and Petons with 49. Behind these European places we have Racing with 87, 6th uh, place Mondorf with 34, Differdange with 33, 8th place Jeunesse with 33 as well, Vils on the 9th with 32, 10th Strassen with 29, Rospor on the 11th with 28, 12th Fola Esch with 22 and then Under regulation playoffs, nothing's changed. 30th place, Monterey with 21. 40th, Kerjing with 17. Osa with 17 as well on the 15th. And Etzela with 15. Have the bottom three gone? Are they going? Make a call no, on no, it actually, now. Actually... Make a call on it now. Are they going? Okay, my call is Etzela still going down. And Hosa are going to save themselves for the relegation. And Kerjing are going down, definitely. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Anthony, thank you as always for bringing us up Thanks to speed as well. in the word of the uh, the BGL, uh, the world always. of the BGL League. And uh, Always well, great getting we'll, that We'll obviously rep. be down at the uh, the Hesper um, Delane game and uh, hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about. Obviously, we're going to support you, Philip, because you're on the show tonight. Yeah, of course I do. Of course Rem- I do. Remember my call that I said Dudelange will be champion. Yeah, yeah it, it was indeed. It was there you go. Making, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, cheers, Anthony. And uh, cheers. we'll see you next week, boss. Okay. Cheers, mate. Um, right, Philip, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get right into this. Um, obviously, this is now your sixth year out in uh, Luxembourg, is it? Yeah, very good, very good. Who did you play for before? Who did you play for before you came to Dudelange? Uh, yeah, there was. Uh, I played two and a half years in uh, Union Titus Petange. Yep. Yeah. So I came here in uh, winter 2016-17. Two and a half years Petange. Then uh, there. Then uh, then I went to Belgium second league uh, half a year. Yep. Before uh, then, I went home on winter because Corona started. So I was six six months at home, and then now uh, this is my third year in uh, in Dudelange. Dudelange, yeah. What? Well, so t- tell us, COVID, bored out of your box? How did you keep yourself fit? How did you keep yourself in good in, in good shape? Uh, it's uh, luckily I have a lot of uh, friends that are also in in sports, you know. So it was not uh, difficult to get them out of the the house to to play ball. To so play one on one on one was it? Yeah. Kick a kick about in Zagreb. Football, football basketball, tennis, everything. Yeah. Just just uh, there we go. Yeah. So multi sports, playing a lot of yeah. different, playing a lot of different anything, uh, sports. Anything, just just keep active, sort yeah, of thing. Just keep active and. Uh, don't uh, don't stay at home and do nothing yeah. because if you stay one day it's it will continue like that yeah. so yeah basically every day outside and uh, but that was the first time that was that I was uh, let's say uh, at home uh, without a club and uh, in that part was a little bit uh, difficult in uh, in the mindset but uh, luckily uh, everything went uh, Went everything fine, and now third year in Lulange. Looking good, bud, huh? Yeah. Looking good. If, yeah, if I could just come come back to the Croatia before we get too much into the football, because we're going to rip into don't, that a don't lot. Don't talk about Game of Thrones. I'll talk about that. Okay? <laughs> no, leave, I'll leave all the movie movie points to you, Scott. Um, Croatia, you got four million. I think about four million population. I mean, there's more around the world. You know, it would, would be fair to assume, but one hell of a sporting nation, and more in particular football. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to pick. In a, in a World Cup or European Championships, Croatia, you're, you're, they're, they're going to be in your pick. Yeah, they're, of course they're about you've got time, your yeah. England, Argentina, Germany. You, you've got them, but Cro- but in terms of the small nation, which only four million people, you are yeah. a small nation. Boy, do you pack punch above your weight. Yeah. What, why is why is that? Why with such a small? Yeah, a lot of talent, a lot of uh, let's say great coaches, great schools uh, for for sports in general. I mean, when you look at uh, the, the the nations, let's say Balkan, yeah, uh, 
you have basketball, you have uh, water polo. All the all the all that uh, countries are are great in one of those sports. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Just simply, and there is also uh, belief in uh, that we can do it. Uh, there is a whole nation be- behind those twenty-two players, twenty-five, how many already? And uh, they can feel the, the 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 fans that are behind them, and that they just keep uh, pushing. You know, it's interesting to hear that because you do get like when we use we use the World Cup for example. It's not uncommon for those nations who are maybe have a smaller playing base, like Croatia, or certainly nations who are less well funded. You know, you got to use England as your example. Really, let's call it as England. England should win the World Cup every yeah, year ba- based on a funding, ba- based on funding and based on the player pool, really. Based you, on pop- yeah, population. Exactly. When you've got 60 exactly. million people, you got you, you think more bums on seats. There should be more yeah. bums on seats. Yeah. Well, perhaps that's the problem. There are too many bums <laughs> yeah. on <the> seats. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, obviously with the, with the perceived smaller nations, it's about obviously, I think it's something that people look past a lot. As you know, the, you said it about the ambiance. You know, if you've got a team and they want to play together as a team and play a system as, you know, a team of, 11 players playing together will always triumph over a team of all-stars you know it's the nature of the nature yeah, of the beast it doesn't matter where uh, where Croatia plays in in which country or in in which part of the world they will always have uh, fans on uh, on the stands uh, in in much more uh, bigger number than that uh, you would thought for example you know so that's the that's the part that uh, uh, a part of normally uh, rewards as a medal and stuff like that. That's the also part that drives uh, players to 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 be better and to to give something back to the fans. And uh, so yeah. I would say even smaller group better result. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just to just to jump back to the to the football and 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 yourself. At what point did you want to? You know, did you think, right, I would like to really become a professional footballer? Was it from a very young age or? Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, I mean, it's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, four years old, uh, that, that's, what, that's, that's the part where I started to remember things, you know. Four years old, your father, my father gave me the ball and uh, went out with me in the backyard to, to kick the ball uh, every day. And that was the love on the first sight. Yeah. I can't lie, you know, so... Uh, did you but, love? Did you love beating your dad or do, or, 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 or no, getting we, past we, your dad? We, How did we, that work? We, we never had like one on ones and stuff like <laughs> okay. that. Only when I when I when I got older, for example, twelve, thirteen, we only have like crossbar challenge and stuff like yeah, that. Okay, and then uh, I started beating him <laughs> yeah. you know, because he never played. Okay, but he had uh, he had that talent. Yeah, like yeah, na- natural yeah, ability, yeah, sort natural of thing. Ability, you know. So, uh, yeah, I have to thank him for, for yeah. a lot of that. I mean, that sort of answered my, my next question. We often talk about people who stay involved in sport, you know, like yourselves, like me, and obviously like Nathan, as we get older, there's normally someone who's been a big influence. Um, and obviously you said your dad. Are there any coaches or other family yeah, who have, have to, been I a have big... I to mention my dad first because it all started with him and, uh, and that. But... Uh, as a six years old, as a six year old, uh, I went to to my first uh, club, uh, which is in my neighborhood, uh, which is called Trnje, where I lived, where my parents live, and uh, I started there and I played seven or eight years. I'm not so sure, but uh, I had only one at that period. I had one coach, which uh, helped me a lot about uh, just fundamentals of football and. Uh, I can say I uh, at the beginning uh, uh, since then I uh, like uh, 
pro, uh, how evolved, evolved, progressed, yeah, yeah, evolved in the in the type of player that I'm now because uh, I uh, I knew that I uh, that my uh, strengths are let's say technique and stuff like that. So I uh, uh, he helped me work on that and. Uh, I have to I have to mention that that first coach yeah. that, uh, What's his name sorry? Uh, Goran Latskovic. Goran Latskovic <laughs> if you're listening in pal okay we're giving you a shout out. Just yeah. to uh, stay stay yeah. on the subject of where you so you've obviously you said you've had him as a coach but obviously yeah so you've got to 16 where's where's your first real big opportunity to go and play at a higher level? Uh first big opportunity was uh, I played uh, three three seasons in uh, in the second league in Croatia in a club which uh, was uh, top of the table I mean top 3 yeah and uh, I I I had two really good seasons so I went in uh, one club in the first league which uh, at that point was not it was on the bottom of the table which i knew but it's a first league yeah yeah I, yeah i said to myself i ha- i have to try just for myself you know to see if if i belong or no but uh, then that was only six months not because of the football it was other 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 things that uh, got involved but i came there that was in in uh, in split down, down south and uh, that's so, Game of Thrones territory down there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, what do you go? What do you go? Yeah. True. There is a, there is a city close by Dubrovnik where where was uh, some scenes where King's Landing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have a clue. So okay. direct your game. <laughs> no, you, no, yeah, you talk at me when you talk about Game of Thrones, <laughs> and, all right? Uh, but for example, uh, when I was there six months, I I met one uh, one guy, one agent, which uh, which helped me to come here in Luxembourg. In uh, in uh, Union Titus Petans. Very good. And, so it's quite it's quite interesting to hear your your sort of timeline. Yeah. Um. As it as it goes from there. So for example, if I didn't go there, I probably would not finish here and stuff like that. So yeah. it had to happen. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where we're very lucky. Um. I spoke to you about this before we came on the show about how sport has basically been our our doorway if you like you know yeah. it's opened up possibilities for it so i'll always be thankful to, to yeah. my sport yeah. and as yeah. were you and as I mean, we you know? i was also i was thinking about it you know because what would happen if i didn't come here you know what i would probably i would go back to second league which is not i mean i mean it's good it's uh, some clubs are professional it's not about that but about uh, general experience in football i mean now i have experienced uh, champions league europa league conference league i don't know if i would uh, yeah achieve that it's it's, it's, it's the old it's, it's cliche to say the grass isn't always greener on the other side but you don't know until you go and have a look you know just to uh obviously you boys you know as a club you've obviously been very successful the last couple of seasons which is which is awesome to see we were luckily luckily enough we had the the american football team on uh the steelers there from from Toulonge as well but um in terms of uh the actual squad the makeup of your squad how you know what how many languages are going what what is it it must be a nightmare is it no it's it's really awesome really because uh, a lot of nationalities and uh, you can uh, if you if you just sit uh, on the side and you just listen you can hear everything yeah yeah, yeah. from uh, from uh, portuguese uh, english uh, balkan i mean i have uh, two guys from montenegro and one guy from serbia yeah uh, sinan iagovic and skanderovic yeah. which uh, they are my best friends so i speak with them the most yeah but uh, you can also hear, uh, of course, French is the main uh, main language. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the point. What language is spoken on the WhatsApp group chat? 
Uh, French. 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 Oh. And, and, yeah. and more importantly... French and me, sometimes only I, I just throw in some of the... Do you just say... <laughs> do, do they just say, uh, what do you think about that, Philip? And he's just like, ambiance, you know? Yeah, is yeah. That- <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, we, when we have team talks and everything, everybody speaks in French, of course. Yeah. You know? But uh, when uh, when I'm asked something, it's English. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it's all good. I mean, what about if you're your coach, okay? Because luckily enough, you're you guys are up at the top of the table, so it's fair to say that things are going well. But I'm sure every now and again, the coach isn't happy, and we talk about the hairdryer treatment when he comes and shouts at everybody. What language is that in? Where's your coach from? Uh, coach is Portuguese. Okay, so yeah. does he go French or does he go back to Portuguese uh, no, to no, let no, you have no, it? No, no, no. He's uh, he's he French all the time. Yeah, all the time. Uh, to me, he can speak in French because I understands. Uh, I understand almost. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. Uh, with the uh, with the uh, with speaking part is a yeah. little bit uh, different, but uh, when he wants to say something like serious and stuff to me directly, yeah. it's English. Yeah. We also have a striker Magno who is uh, Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, but Portuguese language. Yeah. And to him, he only speaks uh, Portuguese. Yeah. But uh, team meetings are uh, strictly in French. So yeah. it's even Agush top burns a doigt. Something like this. Plain and simple. Top burns. Yeah. Well, I. I actually found because when I, I I played down in Mess and when I first went down there I didn't speak any French and I was one of the lads said to me today when I was down there he goes do you remember when the referee called you over um, and he called me over in the middle of the game and started talking to me and he was talking about the line outs which is obviously to do with the forwards not to do with the backs and I just was like mm, you know I, I just made a few noises and then afterwards one man was like what did he say and I was like I oh, don't know mate you need to speak to him because <laughs> I didn't have a clue what he was uh, what he was saying but I mean that's also the fact that you've uh, uh, you know, obviously left home, come out to Luxembourg sort of shows you've got that, you know, you're an open-minded person and you, you know, you need to, I think you need to be like that to get, in, you know, respect everyone's cultures and then all the languages and stuff like that. So who are the, uh, just talking about the the actual squad, who are the, uh, who are the pranksters? Who are the, the funny guys? Who are the funny you know? boys? <laughs> Uh, you're talking with him. Yeah, <laughs> the funniest guy. Huh? The funniest guy. Ah, maybe not the funniest, but uh, we have uh, we have Captain Kirsch, and he's really uh, he's the prankster. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's also, uh, let's say, part of his job. You know, yeah. I mean, to because keep the, the pranks, morale. Yeah, pranks are keeping the the teams together. And it's funny you, you say that because we who was I chatting to? I tell you, who I was chatting to this morning. Do you remember Saman? Saman Razapur. Yeah, so I used to play with him in the national team and he stopped playing and now he's out in Canada and he's like a, a videographer, photographer out there, all out in the, the outdoors and stuff. Really cool he stuff. Was, he, he was our very first guest, He was, Scott he was wasn't he? He was back in the day. <laughs> um, really great bloke. And we were just, it, one of those things where you, you, you catch up and you start reminiscing about a few things and we obviously talk about rugby and um, one of the boys went out and stayed with him for a couple of weeks last summer, a guy called Eduardo Angioni. And I, I'm telling you now, right, he could come and play at your football team. Not because he's any good at football, but if you were naming your squad of 16, it would be 15 plus him. And you would have him in the squad yeah. just because he's the sort of bloke to this have guy, around. This guy keeps just, it warm. He walks into the room. It's warm. It's energetic. I'm sure you've got guys like that. You know, you walk in, walk, <laughs> walk into the room, and you, you see them, and they're just you're just happy to see them. They've just well, yeah. they, you know, everyone talks about what you're looking for. They've obviously found it, and they're in they're in a good place. You know. Yeah, but I have to also praise the the whole uh, the whole locker room. You know, because uh, come on, chuck somebody under yeah. the bus. No, I, I can't because uh, because. Uh, uh, that would be a lie, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are uh, we are really uh, 
we are really together. You know, there are a few names that like I mentioned now that are pranksters, but uh, it's never been uh, uh, too much. How can I say? Yeah, yeah to, pushing it too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Never I'm, been I might too have been guilty of doing so stuff like that. So tell me, when you go to the the game, so this weekend you'll be you'll be going to to Hespa because I think they've, they've got the home game. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. In so Hespa. you'll be taking a bus from from. No, no, no. Uh, private cars. You go in your private cars. Okay, so you won't be in a in, in a bus. Okay, but you've been in a bus with your team before, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Yep. We had, okay, uh, who's on? Who's the DJ? You, uh. Three guys. Three guys yeah, are the DJ, yeah, they, and they, they sit up. They they are at the front of the bus, controlling no, no, music, no. or you've got a no. You've we got have a box. A, yeah, got a we box. have a box, so okay. Bluetooth and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, on a game day, uh, on a, in a locker room, it's the captain. The captain. Yeah. He, he gets to choose. That's he, good he, to hear. And, good and to does hear. he change the music, or is it is it routine? Uh, before the game, sometimes it changes, but yeah. after the game, if it's a win, it's always the, the or same. They're always yeah. the same. So you obviously have a song that you sing when you win. Just to bounce back to the bus, yeah, don't mess with who, si- <laughs> <laughs> who sits in the middle at the back? Um, uh, it sounds like all, all, like the, all the way like back. Yeah. It sounds like it's Philip. Yeah, all it's, the way uh, back, so wanna... me and Agovic. Oh, right, so only two guys. You, you, you so two. five seats for two guys. So without, without, <laughs> without, uh, without, you say, heard it right here. Yeah. <laughs> without saying anything, it's fair to say you two are the big dogs. You know when it uh, comes to that. So we obviously talk about, especially in a sport like rugby, you talk about the hierarchy. So inevitably, you've got guys who are older, you've got the younger guys, and stuff like that. Does it? You know, do, are the young lads silly enough to come and sit at the back of the bus, or do they know they know? They, how they don't works? try. Yeah, they, they don't try. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there are few, there are few lads, uh, young young lads that uh, that we uh, I don't know that are good for the group, so we invite them to come back and uh, yeah. to to just joke with them and stuff like that. But they are normally uh, down the front. front. But you ho- you also have uh, older guys that uh, like to sit in front on their own to, and stuff. to yeah, yeah, listen yeah. to music on uh, on their own and chill. You know, it's a big it's a big taboo in rugby. I mean, I'm I'm speaking on your behalf, Scott. It's a big taboo in rugby. Has it ever happened to you, Scott? What do you mean? Someone try and take your seat. I mean, you're one of the older boys. No, I know. We, I, think, we, I think you'd be at the back. We had, we had, like, I'm not going to fight somebody over something like that. But it is. Well, you wouldn't get to that. You surely even, wouldn't get to even, that. Even uh, like, as I think it's more of a, a, you know, the older, more seasoned guys. A couple of us will sit up the back, and then there's, you know, there's the, at the moment there is quite a quite a gulf, I guess. You know, there's a big age bracket, and then you've got the younger, you know, guys who are coming through. The captain's a younger guy as well. They're, you know, they are they are welcomed to the back of the bus. But we were we were in a stage about probably about a month ago. And it was this lad, and you know, I'm not. I would never say to someone, "Oh, how many caps have you got?" I'm not that sort of bloke, but. This lad came up and sat, and I was like, "Jesus, he hadn't even been capped." And he's like, <laughs> sat up the back, and it was just like was he under eighteen. He must have been under no, eighteen. No, he I'm wasn't assuming. under eighteen. That's but he was certainly one of the one of the youth, shall we say? And, and he came and and he sat there, and it was very much, you know. I'm a big fan of the power of silence, you know. <laughs> and it was fair to say he was peer pressured into. Okay, vacating, moving, moving. vacating his seat and and uh, go, go a little bit down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just not on the, you know, not on the back, buddy. You know, but it's also it's it, it's not that hot on it. But it, it, there is, I think, there's fair to say, uh, you 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 want everybody to gel and and be involved in all the the stuff we get up to. But it doesn't work like that, as you say. You get some guys who are quieter naturally yeah. from their personalities. They like to sit away. Some guys are on the outskirts. You know, you could have guys in on loan, on trial, stuff like that. So. You know, it's uh, it's cool to hear. It's the same sort of thing in 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 football as it is in rugby. You know, it's uh, it's when we, when we do stop playing, it's something you'll 
you you'll look back on with a lot of fondness, but you can't explain it to anybody. Do you know, it's yeah. sort of just it just comes part and parcel. It's a bit different for you, Nathan, when you're. Well, we, we we talked about the locker room before, and in an individual sport, it is very different. And and in fact, you could be sharing the the locker room with your with your opponent. You could be you could be oh. near n- n- nearby. Now, personally, I'm not one to put the headphones on and listen to the music. That's just completely not me. And I and, and very often I think if someone's doing that, there's nothing going on in their in their head. I like a little bit of chit chat. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the guys, you know, and and and, I'll, and the questions will get deeper and deeper until the, the moment that he comes on the court. It's you know why was he why was he asking me about my grandmother's socks? You know? and, and if I can get to, if I can get to that level, then then I know that I've already won the yeah. won the mind games. You know, yeah. of course he's going to ask you if you've been training much. You're going to say. Oh, a bit of tech as a, a bit, bits and bobs, but no, not much, yeah. of course. So you want, the you, moment he goes on the court, he, he immediately knows that he's hitting the ball behind himself. Not you want the first battle even before the hitting the ball. So that, that yeah. can be that can be one in the locker room. We're completely different in the team sports when you're with your mates and, and things like that. So very, 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 um, very different. That's oh, beautiful. You're going into the the psychology of sport, you know, as and as you as you get a bit older and you get more seasoned. Now let's let's call a spade a spade. We're not. It's not the World Cup final here, but we can still win those. You know those small, those micro small battles. battles. Yeah, battles. yeah, no yeah. Good, those no those wins. little things which could make a difference. You know, what end you want to warm up from, and um, all these sort of uh, sort of things so like how, that. How old are you, Philip? Sorry to, to, to uh, thirty. Thirty. Okay, yeah. so still, well, to be fair, still, still young. Still only a, still so, only a pup, do, isn't do you do? You, would you feel from the time you're twenty five to now to the time you're thirty? Uh, do you feel that 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 little bit of the wisdom coming into your game? Yes, of course. I mean, I'm always joking with my friends that it would be so great if I have this head and this ability to play when I was 20. Mate, you know? I, 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 say exactly <laughs> I mean, I'd love another go at it. I can't totally. lie, you know, but uh, I, uh, I even catch myself sometimes to speaking with youngsters and uh, telling them uh, some things that somebody else uh, older te- was telling me before, you know. Yeah. So... Uh, it's uh, it's pretty good period. I, ha- I have to say, even though I'm 30, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling uh, very confident and uh, and uh, good uh, in general about yeah. uh, about my head and my uh, my body in, in general. Yeah. yeah. So just to r- roll into it, let's you know, let's obviously get to where we're heading here. Obviously, we've got Hesperange this weekend. Those boys said day afternoon kick yeah, off. Yeah. Those boys have been going really. You know, they've been they were well, they were the only unbeaten team in in Europe or something stupid like yeah. that at one stage weren't they so you played them earlier on in the season we have to talk about it or? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking I'm elephant joking. in the room let's just, let's, just let's just get it done what was the score that time 0-4 right bad day at the office bad day at the office uh, the, the that day when for them everything goes for us nothing goes I mean I can't say anything yeah. in, in our defence uh, so uh, let's just move on yeah it's like the, we talk about the quicksand you can fight and fight and fight yeah. but some yeah. days yeah. it just it's just, it just, it's it's just how it happens go, you, know? you know and it's you've got to have those days too yeah, let's face yeah, it you've course. got to yeah. have those days yeah. so let's hope let's hope that day but was it was uh, it was really uh, I think it was like 11th 11th or 12th round in that period, yeah, and we had all the all the wins, and they had maybe one draw, so it was like uh, incredible for for the fans and everything. Every uh, all all the week was uh, was pumping, and uh, during the trainings during uh, during the week, uh, everybody were flying, you know. So honestly, I don't know what happened yeah. on mm-hmm. on the match day, but uh, yeah, Sunday uh, big derby, four o'clock. 
We'll be Sunday, there. next Sunday, four yeah, o'clock. We'll yeah. be yeah. there. We'll be there. Sunday, but uh, also we don't we we must uh, not forget the Wednesday. Uh, Cup cup game against a uh, good team uh, against Betanj. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's that, that's almost well. to be they? honest. That's that's in the league. You, yeah. you often hear that's probably a better thing to not have the whole week to. I don't want to say worry, okay, because that's not the thing. Because that implies you're being negative. But certainly, you don't want you, your focus has to be Wednesday. You know, yeah, and course, then get through Wednesday, and then obviously yeah, you for, move on, yeah. move on to the next focus fixture. for uh, focus for Hespa will be Thursday after. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, but with uh, you know, with with these big games, is it something where you know, uh, and Nathan, this would be the same to you as well. If you're playing in what is a big fixture or a big match, you know, there's there's no point hiding away from that. You know, it's a big game, but you just have to remember that they feel the pressure as well, and you have to just focus on what you've been doing. It obviously works because you're nearly top of the stack, and you know they're going to focus. I'm sure they're going to focus. You know, on them, on themselves as well. Yeah, honestly, me personally, I love the, I love those type of games and uh, looking forward to them. So uh, uh, we played, uh, we played in Europe in uh, you know, on summer, and uh, I was, I was, I, I couldn't sleep because I was so excited. Okay, maybe because it was my first time Champions League and stuff like that, but I was so excited and uh, just looking forward. And then, okay, it's a little bit disappointed when when you're looking forward to that game. Let's be honest. Everybody wants to play that type of games. You yeah, know? yeah. And then okay, it's a little bit disappointed when you the match, uh, the game day comes and then you lose, for example, and and that and okay, that's a little bit disappointed. But man, I live for those. Yeah, games. it's about yeah. about you want to play. It's, it's all that's all about. Uh, that's uh, for why we play. You know, for these type of games. So on Wednesday, is that a is that a, is that a league game as well? No, no, that's a cup. Okay, cup, and what's that? Is that quarterfinals now? Uh, no, uh, uh, semi-finals. No, no, sixteen. Oh, 16 okay, last sixteen. Left. Yeah, so yeah, like 16. the third round or whatever yeah. it's called. I, I know. I mean, obviously, you, <laughs> professional football players, you're fit. You don't get. You can't get any fitter. But do you have matches where you come off and you are actually really physically spent, where you know that it's going to take one or two or even two days to recover from from that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yes. The the Hesperange has to be that that game. Yeah, we're we're also normally okay. You enter the game all in the same way. It doesn't matter the opponent, but of course there there are stronger and much uh, less stronger opponents. So, but you always have to try give uh, give hundred percent, no matter no matter the opponent. But uh, the games like Hespa. Petanj, now we played Petanj three weeks ago. That, for example, for me was uh, really uh, uh, unexpectedly difficult. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but also, I don't know, we played uh, Europe. So, I mean, against top, top, top clubs, you know, uh, big stadiums, a lot of people, the good pitches, but which which were more uh, difficult especially because you only had like two weeks uh, uh, preparations, three weeks stops, and you were not 100%, but the, the stadium, the, the, the fans and everything, it pushes you. You, you, you yes. Sometimes you okay, don't know, so you, you go can, above so the you limit. Go, okay, so really, let's say adrenaline takes you to, yeah, a, to course, another level because you could also, talk, uh, you could also uh, imagine, or I could imagine, that sometimes the, the, the 
particularly the biggest stadiums, the tallest stadiums, it could actually, you know, when, yeah. you, go, when you go into the mountains, some, like, and <laughs> it's probably a bit, bit different, but you go into the mountains in Switzerland, you go, whoa, you're overawed by the size of it. it could, could it take your energy out of you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I recall that I was, uh, I was standing in the tunnel before going out and I was just talking to myself like, it's just a game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, it, it, uh, honestly, it's, it, it's true because after five minutes... You yeah. forget about everything. Yeah, you call it. You call it the. Um, yeah. You call it the tunnel. The tunnel vision. Yeah. So where you're, you know, you warm up. Uh, in, you warm up in the big stadium, but it's not even five percent full. So it's all good and stuff. And then, how, how long before kickoff would you normally? If you're kicking off at three o'clock, say what time you come back into the dressing room? Uh, Fifteen before minutes you, before it. Yeah, you see, that's a long. It's a long time. And then you come back, yeah. and the stadium it's is full. <laughs> so I remember. Um, I went, when one of my first big game I played away at Bristol at the Mem and that was in front of 5,000 people and I actually had a, a dislocated my um, my first rib probably about two months before and I was in a lot of trouble to the extent where I actually couldn't go up and warm up and this was like my first chance to play you know at the at a much higher level and I was like mate if whatever drugs you can pump into it to get me playing I'll I'll take them to play um so I got heavily strapped and 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 the painkillers and stuff but I didn't actually warm up with the team so I wasn't out on the pitch um you know to to practice my goal kicking and stuff like that and get into it and then all of a sudden you walk out with the team and you know it's it's noisy um and then you get into it and then like then you get into the dugout and like you're passing the ball and you're dropping the ball, but literally within 20 seconds you get a touch, bang, move it on, and you're you're just you're into in it. You know, yeah. well, it's not in the zone. It's just then it's the, it's the nature of 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 that sporting environment is you like you wouldn't be there in the first place if you were worried about what everyone else was thinking about you. You know, because it would it would cripple you, wouldn't it? Um, you, you you sort of touched on the Champions League stuff and. Um, we we spoke before the show and obviously the uh i guess the part of the whole experience is not just the opposition but it's the whole you know the referees and and, and such like that i mean just having as you said someone from the premier league to come and referee your game it's like happy you know brilliant we're in we're in good hands it's like if a nigel owens rocked up to ro- referee a, a rugby match you're like well this guy's a legend you yeah, know yeah, yeah. but um what's your uh you know your your experience of working with the referees at a high level is there a big difference i mean you don't have to chuck anybody under the bus here in, no, in no, luxembourg no. and uh, stuff like that I, I will just say in general because uh, okay last year because we were uh, last season we were first so we played the first round of champions league we won we played second one we lost then third league of europa league we lost and then fourth uh, playoff round of conference league and that was like... So, sorry, sorry, Philip, yeah. just to jump in there. So let me just break this down for anybody yeah. listening in. So if you finish top of the stack in the BGL League, you go into the Champions League qualifiers. Yeah, first okay? round. And then if you're knocked out in the first or second round, you go into the Europa League. So if you're, if you're knocked out in first round... You go to third round of conference league. You don't oh, go oh, to. So you skip the middle, yeah. but you not go right bad, to the bottom. Not a bad league, the conference league. Yes, <laughs> it's at the very bottom, but there's some good teams yeah, in there yeah. this year. Okay, so just just to, just to bounce back to it. So if we get knocked out in the first round, you go down to the conference league. If you get knocked out in the second round, you go okay. third round of Europa League. Okay, and but if you were to win those two games, is that you qualify for the Champions League? No, so if you if we won second round of Champions League, yeah. we would m- minimum have a group of group stage of Conference League. Ah, okay. Because then you go third third round of uh, Champions League yeah. and you lose, 
and when you lose third round of Champions League, you go to playoff of Europa League. Wow. And if you lose playoff of Europa League, you go directly to group stage of Conference League. I mean, and that's the, that's, that's, that's the, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's hard to, that, that, that's obviously the very difficult thing about, obviously, you know, the situation you're in, because you've obviously got a big cup game this weekend, you've got, a, you know, you focus on that, and th- oh, sorry, this Wednesday, you've then got the big, um, you know, uh, the big league game. And then you're sort of, you're getting to that business end of the season. You know, we've probably got, what, five, six weeks left of the season? Six games left. Yeah, six games left. And then there's going to be, that's going to dictate where you finish in the league. And then from that, they're going to be like, yes, we're getting a month off. No, we're not. We're getting two weeks off. And then we're into our preparation. So it's it's pretty full on, isn't it? How the heck do you look after your body? Because that's a lot of miles that you're putting I mean, saunas, mate. I think I'm not the right person uh, to ask. But yeah. <laughs> you just look at this guy. You know, like where do you fit training? You yeah. played. You played yesterday. You've played yesterday. You got what? Let's say rest day today. You're getting your training on Monday for your game on on Wednesday. Well, Wednesday, Thursday off. Do you tra- probably not Thursday off? You're probably back at the training ground. I'm not going to say, okay. say that on air because you got Hesper listening in at the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. Know what you're we will not say the schedule. <laughs> Yeah. But it's, We've actually got the uh, the tactics for the game. <laughs> he's, uh, he's left They're his notepad. Here, but I have to say there are a lot of people around the club, which uh, uh, physios and uh, preparator physique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they they know they know their jobs. Yeah. So uh, you just say if you have any problems, they will take you care of it after, and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So even if the the schedule is full, they know how to 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 maintain that we are fully rested and prepared for the next game. Yeah, there's no 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 lucky uh, no lucky dips down at Burger King or uh, McDonald's. No. Sometimes sure. after the game, of course, <laughs> yeah. you have to. Yeah. Cheat day, huh? Yeah, yeah. Cheat, cheat day. day. Every day's a cheat day, Nathan, isn't it? Huh? Just, just a, it's, it's not all it's not all serious with this, mate. Um, we've got a few funny questions. We'll uh, we'll chuck uh, chuck you away. Uh, one I asked you about: if you could change any rule in football. Ooh, ooh, ooh tough yo, one, yo, yo. tough one. Uh, I don't know if I would change anything because uh, regarding my experience in football, I I don't have any bad experiences in uh, with the rules, you know. Okay. What a, oh, uh, interesting, oof. Scott. What would be your rule? I would get rid of VAR. Okay, yeah, I mean because I think or or put everything in VAR. But then the game, but then, but then, football <laughs> yeah. or soccer would become American football, and it would yeah, take four hours for a match, yeah, wouldn't it? I would get rid of VAR for one reason only. Emotions. I no, not even that. I think VAR undermines the authority of the referee because the referee is is king, and the best referees you don't talk about because yes, they make bad decisions, but if you play enough football, all the decisions balance themselves out. Whereas what happens now is, oh, I coach uh, a load of Italian boys at St. George's School and they talk about diving and you call it simulatore, you know, when they dive and stuff like that. Um, and, and that sort of thing, I think you should be able to make a judgment call if you think he dived. Well, then he gets a yellow card, okay? But if you think there was contact, it, it's the nature of the game. Um, the stuff about the goal line technology... <laughs> It is what it is. Do you know what I mean? As I said, you play enough football, everything balances themselves out. And you, I'm sure you've played in games before where you've got away with something. And I know I've played in matches before where we've got away with something. But then it's not seen is a few weeks later. Do you know what I mean? seen as cheating? What? When you know you get away with something. I mean, if I'm playing a game of squash and, and my ball bounces twice, you know what? I, I, I pick up. 
No, mate, there was no... No, no you're, I, say, I just, you're saying that, right? That... Well, mate, that, I've done it. No, <laughs> no but what, what I'm going to say to you is you're, the way you conduct yourself in a, in a football match, in a squash match, in a rugby match is based on how your opponents conduct themselves. If your opponents are going at you like this or being dirty, you're less likely to stay... You know, they haven't respected the spirits of the game, so... You know, not. I'm not saying you're going out to hurt somebody like that, but I use an example. I don't know if you're familiar with cricket, um, but there's one in cricket where if you know you're out, you'll walk and you'll essentially dismiss yourself, you know, and it doesn't happen as much in the pro game. But you know for a fact if you're playing against the Aussies or something like that and there's a load of chirps in, you, you know, even if the umpire gets it wrong and you just you just stand, there's brilliant videos of it and it's think, that's why, I'm sorry, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there, that's why I would get rid of VAR. Give the referees back the power. Yes, they make mistakes, but they also do they do a lot of good stuff Yeah, I mean, as well. uh, when we talk about the VAR, uh, the, the World Cup that was now a few months ago, they uh, sometimes they look at it sometimes they don't what's the what's the basic uh, what the basic decisions that are making for them to look or don't look you know what i mean uh, who decides yeah. what to look what not exactly yeah. well, either one... either you look everything or you don't look at nothing exactly yeah, it's, it's one black, it's, black, it's black and white it's one yeah. or the other what was the one you were talking about there was the goalie so the whole point of oh just the, recently the, the, the goalie's not allowed to strike no, no no not that one not that one back to the world cup but obviously the the role of the official is not to uphold the laws of the game the the officials to make sure it's safe you know that's what their job is and you were saying about the goalkeeper who got knocked out Oh, um, it was in was it, for, um, was it Iran? Iran. Well, Iran was playing, and he got knocked out, and like he wasn't in a fit state to stay yeah. on the pitch. And it's <laughs> it was like it was ridiculous. That is where VAR has more of a role. You know, where the where the linesmen go check check. You need the goalkeeper should not be. They staying do on that. The pitch. They do that on rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To, to go for a HIA, don't they? So yeah. often it's not the call of someone on the pitch. It's, yeah. it's someone we have a, 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 But again, we're we're really digging into it. Um, I mean, I've got so many more. Could right. I ask you? I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay, let's say, right, let's give this some context. So let's say we're, right, we, um, we're we in the, uh, I, no, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to tempt fate by looking after the matches. Let's say myself and Nathan, we get on the mic, okay, and we've got the music for Wednesday's game in the cup, okay? There we go. And every player, shot, if, I hope your captain's listening in because I think I'll take over him from being a DJ here. <laughs> every player is going to get introduced to the crowd, Okay. Okay. What music are you going to have playing? It'll play for about, probably about 30 seconds. What song would you have playing? <laughs> Please pick an Not, English one. Don't pick something Croatian because no, I haven't got no, it, mate. I can't. <laughs> it will be probably some song from, from Balkans, probably. Some song from the Balkans. Yeah, I'm going to type that into my machine and nothing's going to come up, but you've yeah, got to give me something more no, than no, that. No, no, the Balkans. Piece uh, of music. I mean, like, uh, the, from yeah. countries as yeah, yeah. Croatia, Croatia, Serbia, yeah, Balkans. Bosnia, yeah, it will be something from there, but... They, but they like rock. Yeah, Balk when I think yeah, of Balkan yeah. music, it's rock. You have also uh, people, uh, some people in Croatia, they listen more Serbian singers and uh, Serbian people listen more Croatian singers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a... It's a it's a thing I don't know oh, but, oh. Uh, what's what's your question Scott do you what? want me to say one song that you will uh, put on the radio <laughs> exactly I'm going to be like oh, you're, you're, Big yeah. Philip told me to put this on <laughs> he twisted my arm he was <laughs> kicking me under the table and told me to put this on just or give him I, Justin Bieber or no don't look at your phone <laughs> yeah, that's cheating don't look at your phone I have to I have to or is there something that normally gets a good you know in the changing room before the game it gets yeah i have, I have one good. which is uh, which is uh, for me which is really 
uh, which is really. Is it they, they play it in the as you walk in in the in the in the tunnel or in the in the changing room? I'm guessing in the tunnel. There's no music. No, no, no. no. no, it's be, no, be, no. Be, be silent. Just, you can you can hear your uh, you can hear your opponent <laughs> breathing. Can, I yeah, guess you can uh, hear your thoughts. You, yeah, <laughs> if, if you've got exactly. a you've got a quick question. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few I've got a couple of uh, cheeky ones in here. So you play number eight right now. That's your number on your on. It's a bit different to rugby. No, you know, I know you can number pick eight, but you're you you're, you're you're playing. Yeah. What um, are, are there any other football players around the world that play in, in let's say in the Premier League and the Bundesliga? Who else is a number eight that you that you admire? Uh, love for number eight started with uh, Steven Gerrard, Liverpool. Gerard, yeah. Stevie G. Yeah, Stevie G. Yeah, that that was uh, the the story for number eight. But uh, before it was number ten for me. Number always. ten. Yeah. And then you Zizou, Zizou, and Zizou uh, and Messi. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Messi. Fans. Right, you're allowed yeah. to play with one of them, Messi or Zizou. Who would it be? Ah, oh, difficult question. <laughs> that, 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 that is the question that nobody asked That's me good, before. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I mean, I have I have again, picture yeah. with Zizou. Oh wow! When I was young, yeah, when he was with the French national team in Croatia, they played against Croatia. Oh wow! Wow! So yeah, okay, I, it was uh, nineteen. So I had seven. I yeah. had seven, and uh, uh, luckily my father took me uh, everywhere. Now uh, in in my dining room uh, at home, there is a picture of me and Zizou, me and Maldini, and. Uh, and the pictures with me and sisters are, are on the <laughs> on side. On the side, so, okay. So well, is, is more, it's more important yeah. the sisters. But in all honesty, it will be messy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, hopefully your old man's listening and when we get a picture after the show, you can tend to stick that up in your living room back then <laughs> as well. You know? um, I'm not going to put on any music because I'm just looking up at the clock and we have rabbited on here. We're obviously, um, Philip, you're going to stay on board with us whilst we're just rattling through uh, the, awesome. the international sports stuff that's been going on at the yeah, moment. I forgot about it. We can't forget about it because the mass. Right give me, now, give mate. me, give me, give me sixty seconds to rattle through the uh, the, the Champions Cup quarterfinals. Leicester pump, uh, sorry, Leinster pump Leicester at home. Um, you know that's only this. That's only the third time a team's taken fifty in the quarterfinals. So that's the that's the Champions Cup. Yeah, it's the Champions of, League of Rugby. Toulouse pump the Sharks 54-20. Extra Chiefs um, give the Stormers a hiding forty-two to seventeen. And La Rochelle have beaten Saracens twenty-four ten. Probably the two teams you're looking at are Leinster and La Rochelle to go the whole way uh, the Scarlets on Friday night won with pretty much the last kick of the game it's Clermont Auvergne 32-20 to Toulon former European heavyweights beat Lyon 48-23 to Benetton Treviso turned over Cardiff that's their first ever European uh, semi-final um, and then Glasgow beat the Lions um, so yeah it's getting getting pretty hot I mean rugby rugby's not in a great place at the moment in terms of uh, the finances and stuff it's it's well, so in the UK, yeah. I well, think no, we I, think it's I okay think, in France. I, well, we're going to see. We're yeah. going to see soon enough. But um, after the World Cup, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Might, exactly. Um, what about the Masters, Nathan? What Mate, you got well, the me? big one in the Masters at the moment. I can tell you that um, Koepka's leading two shots uh, to John Rahm. Uh, uh, Mate, it's been chaos by the looks of things. Trees falling down in the middle of rounds <laughs> and, and well, stuff like had, that. They've hasn't had, it? they've had a lot of bad weather. But actually, uh, yeah, John Rahm, Koepka. Oh, I look forward to tonight with a um, with with a with a glass of wine watching uh, the final. Well, actually, it's not the final day because the rain delayed play, so, so, the, it, so it might carry over. But unfortunately for Tiger Woods, he has had to uh, withdraw today because of a reaggravated plantar fascialis. Well, I, I know very well about that because I've got it right. Whenever now. me and, and Nathan try and train, all it ever is is army plantar fasciitis. Oh, you mate, know? it's killing me! It's killing me! It's killing me! And it's got Tiger Woods because he can't. He's 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 pulled out. But an interesting one. He was um, well, actually. He was last on the, uh, um, yeah, 
before rain stopped play, he was last of the 54 remaining players. Um, but he is actually equals the record set by Gary Player and Fred Couples to have 23 consecutive cuts made. So some going one hell of an effort. He makes the news every time, or he's you know the people are following. Well, the cameras are following Tiger Woods, and sometimes there's other other yeah, athletes. Yeah, you know, he's Phil the draw. could be do, also doing well, and they, he's not getting half the airtime compared to Tiger Woods even. Yeah, there's the, there's the brilliant one of him playing against him being paired with Phil Mickelson years ago, and he um, they basically like now on the tee is Tiger Woods, winner of ba bum ba bum ba bum. It's just rattling off, and Phil Mickelson's like, all right, all right, we get it, we get it, you know, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Another quick one on the football, women's football. Yeah. England beat Brazil in a dramatic penalty shootout to win the first women's fili- finalismo. If I said didn't, that, right? I didn't even know they had a tournament. Yeah. existed. there you go, and it's basically it's the football match, and it's the winners of the previous South. American competition and the European competition so almost like yeah brilliant yeah like yeah it's not the World Cup but it's you know essentially the two best teams from those competitions Chloe Kelly who actually scored the winning goal in the Euro 22 final she scored the winning the one that gave well. the, the swirly the shirt off yep, yeah yep. um, I think the coolest um, obviously the Brazilian substitute Andressa Alves she equalised in stoppage time so it must have been absolute scenes you know when a goal goes in in injury time but for me this is the coolest bit they got 83,132 people into Wembley you know women's football in the UK is in a really really good place really really awesome to see and obviously we obviously already spoke this evening about the uh, the ladies football results in um in Luxembourg as well. Have I got to one more minute to finish off, Scott? I want to tell you about Teddy Flack, okay? Otherwise known as Edwin Flack. And it was on this day, he was a middle distance runner and he, he won the 800 uh, metre. 1896. This uh, yeah, is the eight, first ever Olympics, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, obviously. In, in Athens, 1896, he won the 800 metre final in, um, in his second victory of the Games after success of the 1500. Now, the interesting story was is that he was Australia's first ever Olympian. Um, and he, uh, yeah, winning these, w- winning these. But he two. didn't compete for Australia, did he? Wow, exactly. Because at the time, Australia was then unfederated. It wasn't until 1901 that, that unfederated that is, is that even a yeah? Is that a real word? A yeah, real term? Real, real term. So he didn't actually. So guess what? Colours. He wasn't. It wasn't the canary gold. He actually raced in his school colours. Class. Absolute class. He also competed in the first ever marathon, which was won by Greek superhero Spiridon Louis before collapsing through exhaustion. And he also competed in, in um, tennis and he got in third in the men's doubles along with an Englishman, but they didn't receive their medal as bronze medals were not yet introduced. There we go, go, Teddy Flack. What a legend. Pretty good. Nathan, as always, Philip, it's a pleasure to um, to have you on the show. I would love to hear from you again. We'll obviously be in comms and hopefully... You boys will, uh, you know, keep going well. I won't say good luck because you make your own luck. I'm a big believer in that. But um, we wish you well uh, from now until the end of the season. And, uh, yeah, spread the words. If you've got any of these funny cats from your changing room who think they can, uh, you know, knock yeah, it out like, with us, get, like them on, get, get them on. Get them on. Get them on. Um, as always, from tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock, you've got the Sam Steen Show. You've then got Stephen Steps Low with the Lunchbox from 12 and then Melissa Dalton um, at 3 o'clock and she's got the home stretch. We'll be back in action for our domestic sport roundup on Wednesday at 7. Who have we got in, Exactly. Nathan? We have got Dressage. We have got uh, Fee Christine uh, Scarzoe. Is it Scarzoe? Uh, yeah, that's Scarzoe? right. Oh, very good. So again, Dressage. Again, another, another sport we've never had on. Um, as always, you can check out the Hangover show on the Sunday morning from, 12, uh, from 10 o'clock with, uh, with Sarah Tapp. And then don't forget Dave Burrows and the DB3 show who is on before us. Uh, Philip, once again, uh, take it easy. Until next week, it's... Uh, Chirp! Chirp. 
12 over to you, Michael Smith. One man misses, does the other man get? I've never seen the like. Come on, Spotty Boy. Yes, double 12. That is the most amazing leg of you will ever see in your life. I can't speak. I can't speak. Let's talk sport with RTL Today Radio.